This week, the Dallas Cowboys will be interviewing defensive coordinator Mike Zimmer, and he seems to be gaining some momentum towards landing the job. There are still many candidates out there, but Mike Zimmer has been a loud one. And tonight, we'll break down why that is and five reasons why, to be honest, I would be into the hire. I'm going to discuss Mike Zimmer's defense with you. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get to it. Here we go. What is up, everyone, and welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adzsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, do me a favor and hit the like button for me if you enjoy the show. Welcome, everyone, on a Sunday night. It is a great night to talk some Cowboys football. And, uh, you know, one that I was expecting for a good while. Because this weekend, I took some time to watch some Mike Simmer, to watch some Mike Simmer defenses, to look at some numbers, and discuss one of the two outside candidates that we've really heard about. Because we know that this week, the Cowboys will be interviewing uh, in-house candidates that includes Joe Witt Jr., who, despite immediate reports following the Dan Quinn news that he was going to take over the Washington Commanders, there were some reports that indicated that Witt Jr. was expected to be Quinn's defensive coordinator. However, it's interesting that it hasn't happened yet. Heck, we already know who's going to be offensive coordinator for the Commanders. It's going to be Cliff Kingsbury. News just broke. Uh, moments ago that it was happening uh, Saturday, we heard that uh, it might happen. But Sunday night, we now know uh, that Kingsbury will be calling plays for Queen's uh, team over in Washington, which, by the, well, the way, I believe that's a win. That's a win for Dan Quinn. Credit where credit is due. Uh, but as far as outside candidates go, we've heard we've heard that there will be interviews for Ron Rivera and Mike Zimmer. Brian Broaddus from 105.3 The Fan dropped a nugget on Twitter where he indicated that Martin Wingdale is also in the mix. And you know my feelings on Wink Martindale. I talked about it a little bit on Thursday. If this was my team, that would be my guy. Like, if I was running the show, Wink Martindale would be the Cowboys defensive coordinator in 2024. Uh, however, there have been, or at least not that I've heard of, uh, there, have, there have not been any reports regarding, like, an interview for Wink Martindale. We have heard about Simmer. We have heard about Rivera. And I had an article uh, yesterday on Saturday for... No, actually, I published today. So this, this is an article that I had on adcsports.com slash Dallas where I listed the likeliest candidates for the Cowboys job. And I actually listed Wink Martindale pretty low on that list because I hadn't heard about um, Broaddus' tweet about Wink Martindale and the Cowboys' potential interest in him. Uh, but I did list Mike Zimmer at number one over Joe Witt Jr. My logic being the uh, based around three big reasons, right? Number one, Joe Witt Jr. might still go to the commanders, and I think that's a big thing to consider here. Uh, but number two, we know and we have known for a long time 
that the Cowboys are into Mike Zimmer, right? Like when in 2021, when the Cowboys wanted to have Dan Quinn, Mike Zimmer was a part of the conversation, was part of the candidates. Uh, but mainly, there's a big thing that happened this weekend that makes me see Mike Zimmer as a very likely candidate to be the defensive coordinator of the Cowboys. And that is a Dallas Morning News article from David Moore. David Moore is usually pretty spot on, and he usually knows very well what's up. He's somebody that has good knowledge of what the Joneses are thinking every step of the way. And I'll give you an example. I'm not saying like this is uh, a done deal or anything like that. This is just my way of interpreting what David Moore is saying right now. But uh, when Mike McCarthy, when we didn't know if Mike McCarthy was going to come back, I really thought he was going to be fired. You heard me. You heard my reaction after the Packers loss. I saw Mike McCarthy packing right after that game. And then a few days went by and we didn't hear anything about it. And then when David Moore dropped an article explaining why it would be a good idea to have Mike McCarthy coach on his contract year, I was like, man. And I think a lot of people in Cowboys Nation were like, man, that that sounds like somebody's sticking around. Well, David Moore had an article on Dallas Morning News uh, basically explaining why Mike Zimmer could be the most intriguing prospect. Now, he goes out of his way to explain that that doesn't mean he's the best, but he describes Mike Zimmer as a, I quote, very strong candidate for the job, right? And his logic, you know, you can read the full article on the Dallas Morning News, and I do recommend checking it out. But I think this part is the key one. He says, Simmer is a stand-up guy. He's loyal, a good soldier at the age of 67, which many, by the way, sidebar, uh, perceive as a weakness. David Moore frames it as a strength. And I'm, I'm not saying he's not wrong, right? Uh, it is true that it's important for Mike McCarthy, in my opinion, to not feel threatened for the job if you're going all in. I think that would make for a very toxic work environment. But anyways, uh, David Moore says at the age of 67, he's not looking to climb the coaching ladder. Uh, This isn't a defensive coordinator who poses a threat to McCarthy, who has received the owner's public and private support, but not an extension. Simmer won't undercut McCarthy. He'll do everything in his power to help him succeed. This is David Moore's thinking. And yeah, as I said, like I, I read that article and I'm like, okay, the Cowboys might like Simmer because David Moore, again, is pretty spot on. Now, only time will tell uh, on 105.3, the fan, they've speculated that we might not heard, hear anything um, this week because it's Super Bowl week and the NFL usually wants us to talk about the Super Bowl and nothing else. So we, we might be in for a long defensive coordinator search by the Cowboys here in the next coming days. Uh, But in the meantime, though, I I wish to talk about Mike Zimmer. And I wish to talk about five reasons why Mike Zimmer would be a strong candidate to replace Dan Quinn or a strong replacement for Dan Quinn if this somehow ends up happening. I understand the concerns. I shared some of mine on Thursday. Mike Zimmer isn't like this figure that will renew like like it's not a refreshing defensive coordinator so I understand like being against it and honestly I don't think he's the most exciting choice but I also look at the results and I also look at what Mike Zimmer has done throughout his coaching career 
And I struggle to find significant blemishes. I struggle to find objective, good reasons to be like, hey, this is not a good option. Mike Zimmer absolutely is a good option. He's somebody that gets it done. He's somebody who has proven time and time before that he can make the most out of what he has to work with. And boy, oh boy, I think you could argue that this is one of the most talented defense that he's going to get to coach if he ends up working with the Cowboys in 2024 because this is a this is still a very talented group that has somebody like Michael Parsons rushing the pastor and I can tell you man Simmer has had his share of pass rushers but nobody like Parsons and that's because Micah I mean is on a historic start to his career right so that's the way I kind of like perceive Mike Simmer is obviously somebody that's a a tough style of coach. He's going to get on the players. He's not going to be the player's friend. He's going to be more like the player's, you know, chief officer, right? He's going to get on them. He's going to work them very hard. And he's also somebody that, in my opinion, is very malleable. He can really adjust. And he isn't somebody that is going to play one specific sort of coverage no matter what. Like Dan Quinn, for example. Uh, we know that Dan Quinn was a cover one, cover three coach and didn't do anything beyond that, right? He he mixed in other coverages because in the NFL, you're going to get killed if you don't, but not at a very average rate. Uh, Dan Quinn just liked to live in his world and that's basically it. I think that Mike Zimmer can really change the picture week in and week out, depending on who you're playing, depending on who you've got, depending on your injuries, all that sort of stuff. So, there are some things to like about Mike Zimmer. I'm going to dive deeper into this, but I'm just, you know, trying to set the table a little bit here for us and try to explain what we'll be talking about uh, in a moment. Now, let's see what you guys have to say in the chat, though. Let me know. Let me know what would you think about Mike Zimmer. Uh, would you like it? Dislike it? Let me know. Let's see what you guys have to say in the chat. And, you know, it's a good opportunity for me to say, Hello, what's up? And thank you for being here on the show. Hit the like button for me if you haven't. That is a uh, easy biggest thing that you can do to help me out, man, and put this show in front of more and more Cowboys fans. Troy says, Simmer will be there a month from now. Says Troy, uh, basically calling his shot that Sim is going to be coaching the Cowboys defense in 2024. Gregory says, Mo, is there a rule? That says we can't pick someone younger than 40 years old, says uh, Gregory. You know very well that there is no such rule. Now, <laughs> I'm not sure that's also a benchmark that would get you an automatic good defensive coordinator. And, and I will make this argument for in favor of like uh, Seymour or, or Rivera. And I don't like Rivera, but just making the argument playing devil's advocate right now. And even somebody like Wink Martindale, who you know I like. If you're going all in and if you're going to get into 2024 with the ability to blow it all up in 2025, meaning Mike McCarthy is going to coach in a contract year until now, until things are different, so is Dak Prescott, right, playing quarterback. I still believe the extension is going to happen. I still believe all that. But as of right now, he is on a contract year. Uh, if you're going to go down that route, I'm all for bringing somebody that, that's experienced and somebody that just, you know, has been around the block several times and can take a group of players 
know what he's got and, and work with it, if you will, right? I'm not entirely sure that I want somebody that is going to revolutionize everything in this particular year. So that's me playing devil's advocate for going with somebody older, which seems to be the Cowboys' preference right now. You know, we've heard about Joe Witt Jr. We've heard about Aiden Dirty. We've heard about uh, Al Harris. All of those are like the continuity guys. The, one, the, the ones that, hey, we know what we've got roster-wise. We want to move forward with what we've been doing over the last few years. So we're just going to put one of those Dan Queen type guys right on defense and let them, you know, run with it. But the outside guys are all veteran coaches. They're not, they're, there's not somebody in there that, you know, uh, the Ravens linebacker coach or the Ravens defensive line coach. We're not seeing any of that. I'm not entirely against it, given the circumstances for the Cowboys. Katharina says, Seymour was a good coach for the Minnesota Vikings when he coached the team. I remember that because my son is a Vikings fan. And mostly, you know, also, like, he's had some results against the Cal Shanahan tree, which is, I cannot sit here and talk about how one of my biggest concerns with Dan Quinn was that he struggled versus Shanahan-esque offenses and then be like, oh, it doesn't matter if Seymour has been successful against it. Because I, I think that would be a little bit hypo hypocritical on my end. But anyways, let me get into the top reasons why I believe Mike Seymour would be a strong Dan Quinn replacement for the Cowboys. Number one on the list is that we are talking about an aggressive coach that the Cowboys could get leading the defense. Now, not every... Aggression looks the same, right? Not because a coach is aggressive. Not, not, not because you've got two aggressive coaches means that they'll go about it the same way. But at least it would fit the mentality that we got from Dan Quinn. Quinn was a very aggressive coach. You know, he played man coverage at league leading rates. He blitzed the quarterback in many ways, right? He had Micah Parsons doing stuff from everywhere on the field, at least across the defensive line. So he was an aggressive coach. You look at Mike Seymour and his defense, and you will find out immediately that so he that so is he in a very different way. But I'm going to show you some examples right now. Look at this play right away, man. This is crazy. Look at Harrison Smith, the way that he drops back. I'm going to play it again. Don't worry in case you missed it. But the Vikings are showing one high coverage here, and Harrison Smith is going to be at the bottom of your screen at the line of scrimmage. So basically on the edge, threatening to be a blitzer here uh, from the boundary. But then at the last moment, that's not a safety rotation. That's that's just him running full speed to get to a split field look. And the thing about this particular play is that you see it a whole lot on Dan Quinn's, you know, uh, defense. Like you see those sort of rotations every single game and consistently you do so. For example, man, Big Fangio, Brandon Staley, they'll show you two high defenses every single time and then rotate to, you know, single high when they need to. But one thing is to do that, and the other is to have the safety lined up at the line of scrimmage and have him drop 20 yards at the snap to have him play a deep half of the field. Like, that is aggressive in itself. But that's just an example of it. You cannot talk about Mike Simmer without mentioning his double A gap looks, right? He puts 
Two linebackers over the center, threatening the A-gaps. And sometimes he'll rush the, the two. Sometimes he'll drop one back and, and rush with another. Sometimes the two of them will drop back. Sometimes he won't show them, but they'll still rush through the A-gaps. And I'm going to show you examples about every single one of those things. And they're smart. Like, this is, this is not chaotic blitzing like maybe you would get from Wink Martindale. These are like very savvy, high IQ type pressures where, for example, you've got, you know, your double A gap uh, um, linebackers here. Let me let me see show that again. Look at the quarterback. Look at what he does, right? He's going to point to 54, telling the back, hey, you've got 54. And then from that, 54 knows he's not going to rush. He's going to drop back into coverage and it's going to be a numbers game there. Harrison Smith is going to come through the edge and he's going to be unblocked on his way to the quarterback. That's another example of it. Or how about this one, where the Vikings don't show anybody at the A-gap, but at the last moment, you've got 54 and you've got Harrison Smith also going full speed ahead at the QB, getting the, I'm not sure if that was an incomplete pass or a sack, honestly. Uh, sorry about the poor resolution there from that play but it's all sorts of aggressiveness it's aggressiveness in two specific ways more than anything else coverage wise with all of the rotation that is going on but also pressure wise and i dived a little bit deeper into another play i pre-recorded this segment so let me show you this play from 2021 which i think is a perfect example of what we're talking about and man if you want to see a perfect example of what i mean uh, this is a great third and five, six uh, example, third and medium example here from the Vikings in 2021 versus the LA Chargers. It's week 10 of the NFL season. And on third down, the Vikings are going to show too high, right? They're going to show uh, two safeties up high. And instead of a double A gap mug, they're just going to show one linebacker, right? Threatening the, the A gap to the right side of the offensive line. Uh, number 54, which is an absolute athlete, is lined up outside the box, barely outside the box, let's say outside the tackle, uh, not really outside the, the, the box, but, you know, just a little bit farther away towards, like, this bunch alignment uh, that the Chargers are showing, right? So it looks like split field coverage. looks like you would have your four over three, which you will usually want to have as a defense, right? That, in that includes the linebacker for me. So that's what they are showing, but... What they actually do is pretty different. And I'm going to let you see this, and then we can rewind it very quickly. Safety ends up rushing the passer. Linebacker ends up dropping. And then 54 is the blitzing linebacker right at the end of this play. So it's all going to be, uh, uh, you know, a big, big deception type play, right? Where you've got number 23 basically taking center field, a little bit, you know, tilted towards the bunch side. But... Number 43 here, the safety, is going to walk up to the line of scrimmage at the last second. Linebacker is going to drop back into coverage. Safety is going to rush the passer, and so is going to uh, 54. And 97 actually drops. So it's really not like a, a six-man pressure. It's still a one, two, three, four, five pressure, right, from the Vikings. But they're just doing with different personnel than the one that they are showing, and that makes Justin Herbert freeze a little bit uh, when, when the play starts. Look at this, right? So you've got 59, gonna drop, 54 in the safety, are gonna blitz through the A-gaps, and 
basically the whole picture just changed for Herbert. Instead of seeing two high safeties, he's seeing just the one guy, number 23, right? And this guy right here is basically running to the middle of the field, probably trying to attack that middle of the field open look that he had pre-snap, right? But number 23 is there. There's a defensive lineman over here taking away this area. And Justin Herbert has everyone on his face right away. And it's just a lot going on here from Mike Zimmer. And I think it's a great play that shows just how aggressive Mike Zimmer can really be on third down. I'm going to show it to you from this view. Look at 59 on a drop and look at where 43 goes to, right? The running back is taking 54 because he's a linebacker, right? So like the running back right here, he's thinking either, either 59 rushes or 54 might do it, but he's, he's going one, two. I don't think 43 here is a part of his read really. And since he waits until the very last second, he, he kind of misses him. Because it's 59, nope, 54, nobody takes care of 43. This is the Mike Zimmer defense, man, and, and, and it's fun. I'll, I'll give credit where credit is due. I didn't expect him to be this fun. And that's true, man. Uh, when I started watching Mike Zimmer, and I knew about the exotic coverages, and I knew about the exotic uh, pressures and all that, but I, I wasn't really aware that I was going to have that much fun, like diving into his film and looking at all the stuff uh, that he does. Now, all of this, spoiler alert, another reason why I think he is this, like, another reason why I think he's a strong replacement for Dan Quinn if he does get the job is all of that that we just talked about. Look at what it does for his third down defense. In this graph, the further you are to the, you know, upper right corner, the better. So you're talking about the second best defense per EPA per play in, thir in third down between 2017 and 2021, which is when Mike Zimmer was head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. Second in EPA per play. The Patriots were number one. And if you looked at um, drop back EPA per play, they still were second. Like this is a solid, solid scheme from Mike Zimmer. And I was going to save this one until later. Uh, but here you go in the meantime, man. Mike Zimmer, third down defense is amazing because of what he can do with his coverages and what he can do with his pressures. Now, this doesn't mean that he is super, you know, insisting in sending blitzes. Uh, he was around league average in 2021, for example. He still managed to get the fourth highest pressure rate, though, in the NFL. So if he's got the players up front, he can get to the passer consistently. And I, I like that about Mike Zimmer, man. Number one reason then for why I think uh, Mike Zimmer would be a strong Dan Quinn replacement, in my opinion, number one thing is he's still aggressive. And I think that goes very well with what the Cowboys have on their team. If he gets to third down, he likes to play man coverage. He likes to blitz. He likes to do all sorts of stuff with his safeties. And I do think the Cowboys are going to have the type of athletes to do that. I'm not sure uh, who would be like the Harrison Smith-esque type player, right? Who can work in the box, but can also work as the free safety and all that. Because I think you would want to leave Malik Hooker 
up high as much as you can just because he plays that position very well. I'm not sure if like uh, Donovan Wilson could step up in such a role or maybe Marquise Bell goes back to playing safety or that sort of like hybrid role that Jaron Kears used to have. Or And, and I don't think Jaron Kears is coming back, by the way. Uh, but also, how about like the Marvin Overshone? Maybe doing a little bit of all that. I don't know if they want him to be a true linebacker. That's going to get even more interesting now that Dan Queen is gone. But hey, there's a lot of things, a lot of things to talk about uh, with the type of athletes that the Cowboys have and how they would fit into the, the Mike Seymour defense. But anyways, number two reason, number two reason why I think Dan Quinn would be a strong replacement for Dan Quinn is that I think there's something in particular that he does better, that, that I think was a weakness from Dan Quinn, and I think Mike Seymour would change that. And I'm going to keep it real with you. This would work for basically every coach that the Cowboys might pick. Even the in-house candidates, I think, would change this a little bit uh, uh if they took over the defense. And, and that is that I think one of the biggest weaknesses from Dan Quinn was his stubbornness to play cover one, cover three, you know, and stick with those two coverages for the most part. Now, I wasn't able to pull the coverage rates from Mike Simmer's days as a head coach for the Vikings. Wasn't able to do that. But I did have the third down coverage rates for every team in the NFL in 2023 and shout out to coach Cody Alexander who put those on his sub stack over on matchquarters.com took some of that data to make two graphics and I chose the Ravens just because they are known as like this versatile defense that you know with Mike McDonald on uh, at the wheel in 2023 they could do a lot of everything so they could play zone or they could play man coverage so i chose them because they didn't have like that set mentality he does use a lot of quarters though but he's in like big fangio or brandon staley where all he does is that so i took them as an example and i compared so these graphs don't get scared i know graphs can be scary at first or at least they can be to me at first but you, you know we, we're gonna break it down don't worry on the left side, you've got the Cowboys coverage down rates, uh, you know, excuse me, the Cowboys third down coverage rates by distance. So this is which coverages were they picking on third down, depending on the distance. Now, the blue bars are cover zero, cover one, and cover three. So basically, middle of the field closed type of coverages where you've got the single high safety and all that. And look at what the Cowboys did, man. They were... Cover one, cover three, cover zero, pretty much no, not doesn't matter what the situation is, right? So if it's third and one or third and two, which is the first set of bars, they're still going to do much more of cover one, cover three than they are going to do cover two quarters and cover six, which is two high safeties trying to put a cap on the offense. But, you know, that is going to hold with very different percentages but they're still going to do a whole more of cover one and cover three than they are covered two and quarters. If it's third and seven, third and 10, or even third and 11 plus. So this is me saying like Dan Quinn knew what he wanted to do and he wouldn't let like the situation dictate what he was doing. Now, again, the cover, the, the rates do change. I mean, they better change, right? But this was still the mentality. Now, look at the Ravens for contrast here. 
between third and one and third and six, they did use cover one and cover three more and cover zero than they did cover two quarters and cover six. But once you got past that seven-yard mark, so third and seven plus, that shifted. And you can see that in the graph right now because the red bars are higher than the blue bars right there. So this is me saying, like, there was some level of stubbornness there from Dan Quinn where he didn't want to deviate from what he did. While you look at the Ravens, and they did let it change. Like, hey, if it's third and short, we're going to get ready for the run. We're going to have a loaded box, and we're going to go get them, right? We're going to play with one safety back there, and we're going to be fine. But if it's third and 10, there's no way they don't, they don't pass the football, so we're going to have two safeties back there. That sort of stuff. And I, I'm excited about somebody else coming in and making the Cowboys' defense a little bit more adjustable, a little bit more malleable, a little bit less not static in the way that it doesn't move, but static in the way that it's going to be the same look throughout the entire game. And obviously that's an exaggeration because Dan Quinn did have change-ups on his defense, but his identity was his identity. And he, again, didn't, didn't, uh, didn't adjust a whole lot, honestly. And I do think that's, one of the one of the biggest things that I'm I would be excited about if Mike Zimmer uh, took over for the Cowboys as defensive coordinator. So that's number two on my list, and I've already given you three reasons why Mike Zimmer would be a strong candidate, uh, strong replacement for Dan Quinn. The other one was third down. Number four, and hear me out, man. This is a big one. This is a big one. It's also a little bit of a short one because I don't want to get into all of the nitty gritty uh, be, be behind it. And I also think it's a big one for Mr. Massey Smith, by the way, down here in the, gra in the graphic. I think one of the big problems with Mike Zimmer among fans, and I'll get into the comments a little bit here, in a little bit here. Uh, but I think one of the biggest arguments against somebody like Zimmer is the fact that, again, he's 67 years old. So I fully understand fans being hesitant in, and being like, is he evolved? Like, because we knew that the Vikings defenses at the end of his tenure there went a little bit, you know, it was a little bit of a downward trend for them. That's why he got fired. And we know that the last time that he was in Dallas, call, you know, being the defensive coordinator was in 2006. So, you know, I understand that there are some, questions there about like okay has he evolved has he kept up with the game and I think that's a resounding yes for me like I think Mike Zimmer hasn't let the game pass him by and we might be proven wrong about that when the time comes but I'm going to give you two examples of why I believe that number one is the fact that in 2022 he was consulting with Deion Sanders over at Jackson State and hey, if you are consulting for a college football team, you you are keeping up, man. I think you are keeping up, especially for a team like, you know, I was going to say Colorado, but not like Jackson State, where they were doing all sorts of stuff and they were playing as a modern team. So I, and, and Simmer was involved in that team, too. Uh, you saw it in the videos. You saw it in all of like the blogging stuff that happened with primetime over there. So, hey. Mike Zimmer, in my opinion, has not, you know, been away from the game 
even though he hasn't been coaching over the last couple of years. Now, if you go to 2021, there's a big thing, there's a big hire that I want to point out, and that is his hiring of Carl Scott. Let me, I'm going to go down a rabbit hole very quickly. Mike Zimmer loves to run like those two high coverage looks. Not that he can't play one high, he does, but he likes cover two, he likes quarters, he likes cover six, and he uses those sorts of coverages. One of the big problems behind playing with two high shells, even if you rotate the safeties at the snap or anything, is that you make yourself vulnerable against the run, right? If you're playing with two high safeties, the offense might go like, hey, you know what? F it. I'm going to run the ball and good luck stopping me if you don't have a loaded box, right? I'm going to run. I'm going to run. I'm going to run. One of the big changes in the world of football to counter that is moving from your regular 4-3 or 4-down front where you've got a 3 technique and a 1 technique, you move to a tight front. And that is a different defense, right? Where you've got, don't worry if you are not into like the whole nitty-gritty stuff. I'm not going to dive too deep into it. But instead of having a 3 technique and a 1 technique, you've got a nose tackle over the center and you've got two four eyes. And it's for a lot of reasons. Anyways, Alabama and a lot of NFL teams and a lot of college football teams have moved to those sorts of fronts or at least have those fronts in their toolbox. Well, in 2021, Carl Scott is hired by the Vikings. And at least according to various people in the coaching world, like it seems like that was a hire where Mike Zimmer wanted some of that insight. He hired him as defensive backs coach, but still, like Carl Scott came from that Alabama school of, of thought where, hey, we can do this to keep playing too high, but also be sound against the run. And I think Mike Zimmer can come in and do that for the Cowboys and kind of like implement that sorts of, you know, formations. People like to argue about whether a 4-3 or a 3-4 even matters anymore in the world of football. And I think it really doesn't in the sense that the transition is easy, but at the end of the day, you do need to be able to access some of these formations. And for example, if you're going to play with a nose tackle, he he better be big. So I think that if Mike Zimmer comes in, it's like good news for Masses mid because I view him as somebody that might be asked to add some weight again and just be himself and be a true nose tackle for when the Cowboys want to run those sorts of fronts. And again, that goes back to the Cowboys being malleable and being adjustable and being a little bit more wide-ranging instead of wanting fast, agile players all the time, every single week, right? Because Moss Smith was basically made into a three technique because maybe Dan Quinn wanted him to rush the passer a little bit better. But maybe with somebody like Mike Seymour, he would be like, hey, you know what? No, you're you're a nose tackle. You're going to be the nose tackle when we use these fronts and, and we're going to have fun with you, right? And, and it, that's going to allow us to stop the run a little bit better. I just talked a little bit about the tight front. I remember talking about that back in the offseason and why I was excited about Masses mid coming in and allowing the Cowboys to do that. Because if you're going to play that sort of front, like you better be able to play one gap and a half with somebody like Masi Smith and even like defense events. And then I don't think the Cowboys did any of that, honestly. 
Uh, they were still that one high type team. So yeah, Mike Zimmer, man, that's that's also another reason why I think like he's evolved is that he's looking out for these sorts of ideas. And I think that was behind uh, the Carl Scott hire back in 2021. So maybe that was a very detailed type nugget, but I strongly believe in it. So so yeah, man. Um, and again, man, this this also was due to some reading that I did on on the tight front relatively recently uh, from Coach Alexander. And again, man, Match Quarters, not an ad, but man, definitely subscribe to that Substack if you're into the X's and O's. I really do recommend that. And then number five, and then I promise I'll get into the comments here. Sorry about this. Uh, I know I haven't checked them out in a while, but just do not lose our momentum here. The number five reason why Mike Zimmer would be a strong Dan Quinn replacement for Dallas is I do think he's going to up the accountability and the level of well coachedness <laughs> made up a word just now that the Cowboys can have. You know, one of the big problems with the Cowboys over the last few years, and specifically let's talk about 2023, were the penalties, right? And people love to pile on Mike McCarthy for that. And I understand it's primarily on the head coach. But think about that Buffalo game. Man, I would put a lot of the blame on Dan Quinn because of those pre-snap penalties that were killing the Cowboys, among other penalties that weren't necessarily pre-snap. But that was a story that you could have told for the entire season. We saw a lot of offsides and not even talking about like jumping the gun type offsides, but just misalignment. And I do think Mike Zimmer is somebody that can come in and be like, you know, a little bit more of a soldier-esque approach to coaching. And I know a lot of people have talked about this already, but I do think they're right. Uh, I think it was Brian Broaddus on 105.3, the fan, where where he described like Dan Quinn as more of a player's guy that is like, hey, you know what? It's on me. It's on me. And Mike Zimmer is going to be like, hey, man, he's not going to throw anybody under the bus. I, I hope not. But he's going to let the players know when, when they are messing it up and, and when it's on them. The Cowboys are losing or the defense is struggling. And I think that could be something that really benefits Dallas, right? Being more physical, being more disciplined, but also being like just better coached overall. I think that's something that could spark something in Dallas. So just to recap very quickly here, the five reasons why I believe Mike Zimmer would be a strong Dan Quinn replacement for the Cowboys. Number one, and this is the biggest one, he fits the aggressive mold that I think the Cowboys defense is built for coverage-wise and pressure-wise. Number two, more cover two, more quarters, more cover six. The ability to be more, a, more of a malleable defense, I think, could be huge for Dallas. Number three, he's shown us that he's evolved. Even at 67 years old, he's shown us that he has kept up with the game. Number four. Third down defense is on another level, and this ties back to number one. And number five, well-coached uh, units over the last uh, few coaching stops that he's had. So with that out of the way, let me read some of your comments here before we get out of here tonight. And by the way, if you enjoyed the show, and if there's anything that you felt like, hey, man, you know what? Mo makes a good point. Do me a favor and smash the like button for me. Uh, if, if you've enjoyed this show at any capacity, 
let me know with that like button. And man, that helps me put this show in front of more and more Cowboys fans, by the way. So anyways, Gregory says, um, oh, no, nah, sorry. I think that's uh, that's something else. I'm not sure about the context, so sorry about that one. Uh, but somebody asked, who do I want? Rico Jones says, who would you want as defensive coordinator most? Is Rico Jones. Man, I, I, my guy's Wink Martindale. I talked about this on Thursday. I wouldn't mind Mike Zimmer, man. I, I've been, hey, I've been doing some research. Back on Thursday, when I heard that the Cowboys were going to interview Mike Zimmer, I was like, eh, you know, eh. But over this weekend, when I studied his defense a little bit more, I, I'm honestly getting into it. I'm honestly getting into Mike Seymour. But my guy is Wink Martindale. And the big reason why, and I laid this out on Thursday, is that I think that the Cowboys could use some instability. Like some, some uh, you know, boom or bust type approach to anything. Anything. And if that comes on defense, let it be. Like, you know. I'm good with my with Wing Martindale if they if they choose him. Michael H says uh 67 is unfair. He could live another 30 or 40 years. Uh Michael H. Not sure if people are, you know, um factoring in like how how long could could Mike Zimmer last in Dallas, which I think it's a little bit too much. Like, come on. Jens Ducker says, Massey Smith is a big bust. Shake my head. You know, Jens, he might be. Like if his career looks at all like 2023 looked, I'm with you. He's going to be a bust. However, let's wait it out for two reasons. One, defensive tackles take a while to really adapt to the game in the NFL. But mostly, this team took Massive Smith out of his position and took perhaps his biggest strength and disappeared it like just for fun. Just because Dan Quinn wanted faster guys. And hey, I love Dan Quinn. Really appreciate what he did in Dallas between 2021 and 2023. There's a lot of strengths to talk about Dan Quinn. And it's not going to be easy to replace him. But that was a, that, hey, that was a swing and a miss from, from Dan Quinn. So I, jury is still out on, on Massey Smith for sure. Peter Rizzo says Rivera hasn't called a defensive game for years as Peter. And not only that, man, like, I'm, I wouldn't be excited about Ron Rivera. Like, I'm not sure what Ron Rivera even is right now. So I'm out on, on Ron. I, that's one that I would not like. And that's one that I'm going to be pissed at if it happens. I'm, I'm going to keep it real with you. Let's see here. Uh, a couple of more comments before we get out of here, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for being here, by the way. Let's see here. <clears throat> I really don't mind, especially if we can get past the 49ers with a win. Honestly, says Katharina. And hey, Mike Schumer, that's one of his big strengths. He's had better results than average against Shanahan-esque offenses. That's a good question, Guru. He says, we'll see him get a new defensive tackle coach instead of Aduri and Sheriff Floyd. I'm, I'm assuming you mean uh, Aiden Dirty. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what that would mean for the staff. Uh, that's a good question. And I honestly don't know the answer to that one. Because I, I think it also goes to, like, what do the Cowboys want him to do? 
Because, you know, if this is a front office type hire, and I think it would be, because we know that Dan Quinn was a front office hire. Like, they ask him to just, hey, step in and coach this unit and use this coaching staff, or they give him a little bit more leeway into, you know, doing what whatever he wants with the coaching staff. We're going to see, ladies and gentlemen. Now, man, you, you guys are making me check the Twitter notifications here with some of the comments, but nah. Uh, Cowboys still don't, don't have a, a defensive coordinator. Just saw this one from Michael. He says, Sim got hired. And I was like, hey, man, what? But nah, uh, Cowboys are going to interview in-house candidates apparently on Monday per reports. Uh, I'm not sure who tweeted about this, or I think, uh, I'm not sure. Somebody on my notification squad on Twitter uh, basically alluded to the fact that uh, interviews are going to start on Monday, and it, they're likely going to start with in-house guys. And then the Cowboys are going to move on to Rivera. They're going to move on to Simmer. And we'll see if we heard, hear about any other interviews. Brian Brada said on Twitter that they are also interested in Wingdale or that they could be in the mix was his phrasing, actually. So, hey, let's let's wait it out. Let's see what could happen for Dallas. And in the meantime, I'll let you go. And I'll see you on Monday night, same time, 8 p.m. Central. Thank you so much. For tuning into tonight's show. I'm really excited um, about this show, man, because I spent all of today and uh, a good chunk of yesterday diving deep into it so we could have a, a in-depth conversation about Mike Zimmer. Uh, I know you're going to get more content on this topic tomorrow, by the way. Uh, shout out to Skywalker Still Make sure you tune in tomorrow morning to ADC Sports. And hey, thank you so much. Thank you to all your comments. I see them. Thank you so much. See you tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen. Bye-bye.